Hello, and welcome to the Letters from Our Fathers podcast, where we explore the actual history of America's founding fathers from their own written words and personal correspondence, but without modern partisan political ideologies. I am your host, Roman. Now let's learn some real history. All right, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is indeed the Letters from Our Founding Fathers podcast, and this is the introduction episode. And this is going to be exactly as described. We are going to read the letters from our Founding Fathers, that is to say the Founding Fathers of the United States of America, for all you folks international to the United States. And we're going to read the words right off the page. So this is indeed a history podcast. So if you're into history podcasts, welcome. Uh, This is the place for you. As I like to say... This is the podcast where history is a way of life, specifically the study of history as a way of life. And for those folks who uh, don't make studying history a way of life, perhaps we can change that. Perhaps we can get you into history. But at the very least, if you're just interested in this part of history, just the Founding Fathers, this is going to be a great place for you. Because we are going to go very in-depth into the Founding Fathers. The beauty of reading directly from the letters is that there's a lot of material there. And it's a lot more than just the Revolutionary War. We are going to talk about the Revolutionary War on this podcast. But before we do that, we're going to talk about the lead-up to the Revolutionary War. Then we will talk about the war. Then we will talk about the aftermath. We will, of course, cover the Constitution of the United States of America and beyond for basically the entire life of the bulk of the Founding Fathers. Those names most commonly associated with the Founding Fathers, we are going to cover John Adams. We're going to cover George Washington. We're going to cover Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, Benjamin Franklin, and more. And we're going to read right from their own personal correspondence. It doesn't get any more real than that. We're not going to make up history on this podcast. We are just going to tell the real story of what happened. So I hope that that's what you're looking for, because that's what we do here. Now, on this uh, introduction episode, I am going to read to you some uh, some lightning round quotations from some of these letters so that you can get an idea of what you are going to experience on this podcast. And I will start out uh, with one right now, and then I will give you some expectations on the podcast, and then we will continue on with some more quotations for you folks who really want to, you know, dive right in and figure out what this podcast is really going to tell you. What value does this podcast present to you? Because that's what you want to know. What's the value here? And the the primary value of this podcast is I am going to do all of this work for you. If you ever wanted to dig out some of the more obscure quotations from the Founding Fathers that you have never heard before in your life, it can either take you years of your life digging through the letters, or you can just let me do it, and you can listen to the podcast, and I can share all of that work with you. And I think that's a pretty good deal. I am going to save you many hundreds or thousands of hours of your life researching this material. All you have to do is turn on the podcast and listen to it. Could not be any easier. Now, aside from that, what's the purpose of listening to a podcast like this? Well, it could be a couple of different things depending on who you are. Are you a citizen of the United States of America? I would argue, and reasonable people can disagree with me, but frankly speaking, that's really hard to do in this particular instance. To be a good citizen of the United States of America... I believe it's probably a good idea to understand where it is the United States of America came from and how it got started. Now, you may think you know the answer to that question, and you probably do to some limited degree. But there are many, many people out there 
who don't understand the finer details of how this country became a thing, or why the Founding Fathers did what they did. And if you are going to function as a good citizen, an informed citizen, this is crucially important history. Crucially important. I believe it is the responsibility of every American citizen to study this material in some regard. Now, you don't need this podcast to do that. If you want to, you can dive into the books and the letters yourself, and you can spend the next 10 years of your life digging this information out of the letters and spend all of your weekends doing it. Just bury your head in the books and then come out of that, and then you'll understand why the Bill of Rights is there and why it's so crucially important. You'll understand why the Founding Fathers did what they did, what led up to it. You'll understand the, the dangers that the Founding Fathers were talking about as it pertains to certain types of government. Why democracy is a problem. Yes, I said it. Why this country is not a democracy but a republic. And why it is that so many people call it a democracy. See, it's easy for people to dazzle you with BS. It's easy for people to confuse you if you're uninformed. But if you're informed, it becomes borderline impossible for them to confuse you. So you can be a confused citizen, or a potentially confused citizen, or you can simply be informed. Citizenship carries with it not just rights but responsibilities, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe that this material is crucially important to be a citizen of the United States. Now, if you're not a citizen of the United States, this information has value to you as well as I had described previously. There's a lot of wisdom in these letters. And there's a lot of knowledge in here. And it's just it's just good history with good lessons. Lessons that anybody around the world can take and they can apply to their own lives and their own countries. And it's one heck of a story. The story of the Founding Fathers, the story of what happened during their lives, is an unbelievably epic story. And in many of these letters, there is, there is just great value, great value to be had. So what value are you going to get? What quotations are you going to hear? Here's an interesting one that dives right into the purpose of this podcast. And I'm going to share this with you right now. And I always start out by quoting, you know, the, the, or by citing the source of the letter that I'm reading. So that if you ever want to look it up, of course you can, but also so you know that this is real. I am not making this up. I am going to read to you a letter written by John Adams to a Mr. William Tudor. These two actually wrote back and forth to one another for many, many years. You're going to hear a lot of letters between these two. And William Tudor is a good man, as is John Adams. And I'm going to read to you a portion of this letter. It's a very long letter, but I'm going to read to you just a very brief a few brief sections. And this letter was written in 1817. Quote, James Otis, Samuel Adams, and John Hancock were the three most essential characters, and Great Britain knew it, though America does not. End quote. So he's already lamenting the fact that America doesn't understand their own history. Very interesting. Are you beginning to understand why I like this quote and what the purpose of this podcast is, and why this podcast is going to provide value to you? Let us continue. Quote, Without the character of Samuel Adams, the true history of the American Revolution can never be written. End quote. That's John Adams' writing of his cousin, Samuel Adams. Now, let us uh, add an exclamation mark here. As, as a matter of fact, John Adams is going to add the exclamation mark. Keep in mind as I read these letters, the vast majority of what I say on this podcast is not me, it's the Founding Fathers. So let us continue. Quote, Such has been the fate of the memorials of Mr. James Otis and Mr. Samuel Adams. It was not without reason, then, that I wrote to Mr. Niles of Baltimore that the true history of the American Revolution is lost forever. End quote. He said the true history of the American Revolution is lost forever, ladies and gentlemen. Is he correct? I would argue that he was probably being a little bit pessimistic. I don't believe that the true history of the American Revolution is lost, although I believe that it can be. If we do not study this material, if we do not absorb the wisdom of the Founding Fathers such as it is, 
If we do not understand what they did, why they did it, and how they did it, the true history of the American Revolution will be lost. And whose fault will that be? It'll be our fault. We will have failed these men. And why is that a serious thing? Because these men, as I will mention in podcasts in the future, these were a brave set of men. If you want freedom and liberty, it has a price to pay. There is a price to freedom and liberty. And oftentimes, that price is a very high one. It's bought with the lives of a great many people. And let me invite Abigail Adams onto the podcast right now to uh, pick up where her husband left off and add another great point to what it is that I'm talking about here so you can understand the direction of this podcast and, again, its purpose. And this is going to be from a letter written by Abigail Adams to John Adams on the 19th of August of 1774. Quote, What course you can or will take is all wrapped in the Boston of futurity. Uncertainty and expectation leave the mind great scope. Did ever any kingdom or state regain their liberty when once it was invaded without bloodshed? End quote. Bloodshed, ladies and gentlemen. These people, the Founding Fathers, and I, I will make an argument in a future episode that the Founding Fathers are more than just the people who signed the Declaration of Independence and the people who sat in to draft the Constitution later on down the road in the late 1780s. It was many thousands of people. They took to the field and fought for liberty, and they were shot at. They were shot at by people who know what they're doing, professional soldiers that they used to call their own military, the British military. They were shot at by people who knew what they were doing, and they died by the thousands. And if we don't study what they did, we fail them. We leave them behind, as surely as uh, you leave a soldier to bleed to death on a battlefield. History is serious business, and if we do not study it, we fail the people who came before us. They didn't fail us, but we can fail them. And I say they didn't fail us because they built a country for us. Flawed as it may have been in the beginning, they did build a country for us. And they did enshrine our rights and our government in the text of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States of America, the government that we still live under to this day in the United States, and the rights that we still appreciate, some of us, in the United States of America. So let's study the Founding Fathers. Let's dive in. There's wisdom to be had there. There's great learning to be had there. And these quotations from John and Abigail Adams convey to us 250 years later, at least in the case of Abigail Adams, of course, that uh, quote from 1817 wasn't quite 250 years ago, but it conveys to us the seriousness of this issue. John Adams was concerned that the history was lost. We must prove him wrong. So will you join me on this podcast? I like to call this podcast the study group for the letters for our founding fathers. Will you join me on the study group? and carry this information forward. Will you listen to John Adams? Will you listen to Abigail Adams? Not just the Founding Fathers, but also the women of the Founding Generation. And what are the letters from our Founding Fathers? I call them the Instruction Manual to the Constitution of the United States of America. In part. That's not entirely what they are, but that is definitely what they are in part. What do I mean by that? Confusion seems to reign supreme, because there are certain people in society that want to dazzle you with BS. They want to mislead you. They want to guide you down the wrong path. And you get confused. What does the Constitution mean? What does Article 1 actually mean? What does the First Amendment actually mean? Well, the Founding Fathers are going to tell us, because the letters from our Founding Fathers tell us exactly what they were thinking. They give us a window into the mind of the men and women who lived, the experience, who drafted that Constitution, who inspired the Constitution, fought for the Constitution, and they wrote it all down. Some people might think the Federalist Papers are the instruction manual to the Constitution. I say that that's incomplete, because you will find that that Constitution 
was talked about in one form or another long before it was ever written. Long before those men ever ratified the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, it was talked about by the Founding Fathers themselves in their personal correspondence, from husband to wife, from father to son. That's the beauty of these letters. And without the instruction manual, how could we possibly understand it? With all of the confusion. There is no expiration date on the wisdom of the Founding Fathers. No expiration date. And there's also no border or boundary to the lessons and the wisdom from the Founding Fathers. For those folks international to the United States, these this wisdom is just as applicable to you as it is to us in the United States. You will learn that as this podcast goes on. And do you want to know why the Declaration of Independence is what it is? Why does it say the things that it says? Why does the Constitution say what it says? How, why is it structured the way that it is? And why in the world is the Bill of Rights even in the Constitution in the first place? Because if you really think about it, if you don't understand a certain element of what goes on in government, if you don't understand history, the Bill of Rights makes absolutely no sense whatsoever in the context of the Constitution. So what is it doing there? Well, once you study history, and once you read the Founding Fathers, their letters and correspondence, and understand what they went through, what led up to the Revolutionary War, what happened during the Revolutionary War, you will understand perfectly why the Bill of Rights is in there. But you have to study that information first to understand that. Good news, I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to dig out the letters, I'm going to dig up the information, I'm going to pull the quotes, and I'm going to read the letters, and I'm going to talk about it, and you will know, by the time this podcast is through, why the Bill of Rights is in there. And you will know more about it than 99% of the people in the United States of America. I am almost 100% certain about that. My only doubt is that I might fail to convey certain ideas to you in a way that you understand. But I will do my best. Because this is the education that you never got in high school. And this is the education that you never got in college. I know because I was there. There is no class on the Founding Fathers that will go in as in-depth as we are going to go here because this podcast will go on for years. It will not just be a semester-length course. And all you have to do... It's just dedicate a little bit of time here and there, listen to an episode, and you're done. Sounds like a great deal to me. And it's important because, you know, like, like John Adams feared, like you heard on that quote from John Adams that I read just a few minutes ago, the voice of the Founding Fathers will die without you. The Founding Fathers need you to pick up their message and carry it forward because without you, there is no message. There is no future in this. It's you. I can't do it by myself. And the Founding Fathers, unfortunately, they're no longer with us. They can't do it anymore. So we have to do it together. We're going to be a team on this. We are going to be a study group that is going to work on this issue and make sure that the worst fears of John Adams, that the uh, history of America's founding and the American Revolution, we're going to make sure that that's not lost like John Adams worried about. We're going to prove John Adams wrong in a good way. Now, what is what are, what are the expectations of this podcast aside from that? You heard on the introduction of this podcast that this is not a partisan podcast. I am not going to be a shill for some political party ideology. And you'll learn more about that as episodes go on, as you begin to listen to this podcast. This is just going to be history. Now, some of it may seem political. See, this is the fine line that I have to ride. This is a podcast about the Founding Fathers. They built a government, so naturally there is going to be politics that enters into this podcast. It's just the nature of the beast. And it's going to seem at times like I'm talking about partisan issues, because unfortunately, so many things have had a partisan angle put on them. Like the First Amendment to the Constitution, unfortunately, is a partisan debate these days. That's unfortunate, because it shouldn't be. Because that amendment, along with the other amendments in the Bill of Rights, are supposed to be sacred. But because it's in the Constitution, because it was talked about by the Founding Fathers at the time, I have to address it. I don't care that it's a partisan issue today. It's not supposed to be. And that's the case with all of those other amendments in there as well. They're not supposed to be partisan issues. 
But that said, I am not going to make this a political party platform. I am not going to bring my personal politics onto it. I am simply going to talk about what the Founding Fathers were talking about. Now, I'm going to have some opinions around that that are not particularly partisan. They're just my understanding of what the Founding Fathers intended and how we're applying that today. I do put a modern context on things, like the First Amendment, for example. I put a modern context on that. And why is that? Uh, some folks might wonder why I bring it up into a modern context. Because part of understanding history is learning from it. we got to learn the lessons from history because of why. Well, history repeats itself, and those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. So I have to talk about it in a modern context, and I have to talk about the ways that the Constitution is manipulated at times in modern times. Why? So that we understand where we have gone askew, how we have gotten off the rails from where the Founding Fathers wanted us. But the vast majority of the message that I am going to convey on this podcast comes directly from the Founding Fathers. If you really listen to the letters that I read, you'll understand that the vast majority of what I say on this podcast is just me basically channeling the Founding Fathers. Now, part of my my obligation of not being partisan is this. I will go after modern politics at times, but I will not name names. I will not name the names of politicians. I will not talk about modern political campaigns. I will not talk about modern political elections, except just vaguely that we have them. Other than that, I'm not going to get involved in any of that crap. I'm not going to advocate for any political candidate. I'm not going to advocate for a political party. You're not going to hear any of that crap on here. And if an election draws close, a presidential election, an off-year election, whatever the case may be, you're not really going to hear me talk about it much at all, if at all. And if, if I do talk about it, it's really just going to be acknowledged that they ex to acknowledge that they exist, or perhaps some of the problems around it. Like, for example, what you will hear later on on an episode of this podcast is my reference to this country tearing itself apart every four years to elect a president of the United States, which is 100% factual. That is not a partisan statement. It is not a political party statement. It's factual. And you will hear me chastise this country, the United States of America, for doing that, for tearing itself apart every four years to elect somebody to that office. And as you begin to listen to this podcast, you will understand why. And you will understand that that's not just my opinion. It's not what the Founding Fathers intended. And that's really what I'm trying to convey. That's not what they wanted for us. And that's why I say it. And again, as you as you hear the words directly from the Founding Fathers, you will understand why. And you will hear me attack the very idea of a political party. You will hear me say that I hate them. Because I do. But good news. I'm in good company. Several of the Founding Fathers hated them as well. So my message, once more, is really just me channeling the Founding Fathers. Now, did all of them hate political parties? No, some of them actually like them, but therein lies the problem. But we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the debate. We'll talk about the, the Founding Fathers who actually liked the parties, and we'll talk about the ones that didn't. But we won't mention any one of them specifically, not modern parties. We're not going to do that. So if you're worried that this is going to be a partisan podcast, it won't be. It may sound like it is at times, but again, it's only because I have to talk about the history that the Founding Fathers lived. I have to talk about the First Amendment, freedom of speech. I have to. I don't have a choice. I have to talk about the presidency, because it was created by the Founding Fathers. I don't have a choice. I have to talk about tyrants and kings, because that's what the Founding Fathers were living through at the time. So, bear with me, like I said, and I will do my very, very best to make this as nonpartisan as I possibly can. And believe me, as the podcasts go on, you will begin to understand very clearly that I am a nonpartisan individual. And I do draw a sharp contrast between my opinions about things and what the Founding Fathers said. Like you heard and like you're about ready to hear again on this introduction episode is I always quote the Founding Fathers directly by saying quote and then unquote when I'm done reading them. And I always cite my source. This is more of an academic podcast than just about anything else. 
and I have to cite my sources so that you know that it's real, you know that it's coming from the Founding Fathers, and again, you can, you can tell the difference between what they're saying and then what I'm saying behind it to add context to it, or to interpret it for you as best as I possibly can, because some of the language that the Founding Fathers use, it's not language in common usage anymore. So I have to break it down and I have to define certain things that they said. But we're going to have a good discussion about all that, and I think you're going to enjoy it. If you're, a, if you're a rational person that really just wants to hear the real history without a lot of partisan garbage, this is the podcast for you. And how is the podcast going to work over time? Where, how are we doing this? We're doing this in, we're doing this in a, a timeline. We're starting off in 1774, and we're going to continue on from there. But these, uh, these time periods are going to be broken up by Founding Father, is the way I decided to do it. And as of the date I'm recording this introduction, I'm actually re-recording this introduction, because the, the, first intro, the early introduction to this podcast was made when I was just starting the podcast, and I, I was very inexperienced at doing podcasts generally. I still really am. Even if you do this stuff for a year, which it's been a little bit more than a year that I've been doing this, my, my exper- I still need to catch up with the experience required to really do this as well as I, as w- as well as I can. But we're going to start off in 1774, and then we're going to move on. But we're going to cover individual founding fathers within those time periods, because each one of them has a different voice, and each one of them has a little bit of something different to say. Some of it's very similar, some of it's very different. But we're going to cover time periods in blocks of time. The first one is 74 to 75. The next one is probably going to be 75 to 76, or excuse me, yeah, well, 75 to mid-75 to 76. Revolutionary War time period, because we're, so, we're covering the lead-up to the Revolutionary War, then we will cover the Revolutionary War in pieces, and then we will continue thereafter if you're curious about how this thing's going to be formatted as we go. Now, let me read to you some additional items that you're going to hear coming up on this podcast. These are, these are quotes from these letters that I believe are valuable. If you want to know what you're going to hear, this is going to be it. Now, some letters that you hear on this podcast are going to be relatively basic, and others are going to be very profound. But most of the boring stuff, as I would say, I cut out of there. I, you, would, you wouldn't have any idea how many letters George Washington wrote about his farm and his crops. Don't worry, I'm not going to read any of those on this podcast. I save you the trouble of that. But let me read to you some quotations just to give you a little bit of an idea of what you're going to experience here. This is going to be another letter. Uh, this one's written to John Adams from Joseph Hawley on, in August of 1774. And I quote, We must fight if we can't otherwise rid ourselves of British taxation all revenues, and the constitution or form of government enacted for us by the British Parliament. It is evil against right utterly intolerable to every man who has any idea or feeling of right or liberty, end quote. And that demonstrates to you the passion that they had for what was being done to them by the British government. Because this this podcast, the story of the Founding Fathers, is really, the, for the most part, at least the, a great deal of it, is the story of these people struggling against a government that is taking their rights away from them. And they take issue with this, quite obviously. Let's read another one. This one's from Samuel Cooper, written to Benjamin Franklin on September 9th of 1774. Quote, Thousands of people, especially in the western parts of the province, were immediately in arms and in full march for this place to relieve their brethren or share their fate. Thousands were in motion from Connecticut. But being informed of the facts, they quietly returned home, sending their messengers from all quarters, signifying their determination to act unitedly upon any warrantable occasion, end quote. Thousands of people marching. What's the story behind that? Well, you're going to find out. Something got these people up and moving. Let us continue. 
This one's going to be written, I got a letter here written to John Adams from an Edward Dilley on September the 24th of 1774. And I quote, Great Britain and her colonies are entitled alike to a free constitution, and an inability to enjoy property is the characteristic of slavery. Taxation and representation must go hand in hand, otherwise the people cannot be free, end quote. That gets to one of the fundamental arguments that most people know about. Of all of the things, of, of the very limited amount of information that we learn in school about the Founding Fathers, this, this issue of taxation and representation is one of them. But we're going to go much more in depth. You may know quite a bit about taxation without representation as it pertains to the Founding Fathers, but believe me, you're going to know a lot more by the time this podcast is done. And on top of a plethora of other things, because we're not just going to talk about taxation without representation. We are going to talk about a whole heck of a lot more than that in, the, in just the lead-up to the Revolutionary War, much less after that. We're going to talk about a lot more after that, too. Let me read you another one. This one was written to John Adams from our good friend Mr. William Tudor on September 17th of 1774, and I quote, General Gage professes to act only on the defensive. I wish we may not soon find something else is designed besides the bare protection of his troops. Should he commence one act of hostility, such as the spirit that prevails universally, a civil war would inevitably be the consequence. The people expect and are preparing for the worst. It is thought that within a month there has been sold out of this town 5,000 small arms. Guns are so scarce here now that there is not a complete firelock to be purchased, end quote. He's talking about the build-up to war, and you're going to hear a lot more of that kind of stuff. Specifically, what was going on in the towns? What were the people doing? What were the troops doing? General Gage was a general that was sent as effectively a military dictator to the colony of Massachusetts to overthrow the legitimate government there and impose a military dictatorship of sorts. I'm going to make a case for that in episodes yet to come. And, he, and thus begins this conflict between these troops and the people in that colony who felt violated by the presence of the troops and what they represented to, to say nothing of the overthrow of their legitimate government. Interesting. You want to know the backstory about that? You want to know the details of that? How this, how this develops over time? Keep listening to the podcast. Let's read another. This one from John Adams to a Joseph Palmer on September the 26th of 1774. And I quote, It is thought that an attack upon the troops, even though it should prove successful and triumphant, would certainly involve the whole continent in a war. It is generally thought here that the ministry would rejoice at a rupture in Boston, because that would furnish him with an excuse to the people at home, and unite them with him in an opinion of the necessity of pushing hostilities against us, end quote. That's John Adams talking. He believes, and he, the ministry, by the way, that would be the king, a rupture with the troops, as he describes it, that would be a fight with British soldiers. He believes that the ministry, the king, may be baiting them into a conflict. He may be trying to entice them into attacking first, so that the king will have all reason necessary to then wage hostilities against the colonies. Interesting. Do you want to know more about that story? How John Adams feels about this and whether or not that was or was not the case? Because here's the, here's the question. How did this war start? Who started this war? There is an answer to that question. How did it begin? What was the king doing behind the scenes? What was he doing with his parliament? What was parliament doing over there in Britain? You will find the answers to these things in this podcast. And believe me when I tell you this, the vast, vast, vast majority of the United States of America does not know the answers to any of those questions. Not in any kind of specific detail. But you will, if you listen to this podcast. Now, is that valuable to you? 
Does that provide value to your life? I would argue that it does. Why? Well, keep listening to the podcast. I will explain it to you in due time. Let's read one last quotation, just to give you a flavor of what's to come. This is going to be a letter from a Charles Thompson to Benjamin Franklin written on November the 1st of 1774. And I quote, I hope administration will see and be convinced that it is not a little faction, but the whole body of American freeholders from Nova Scotia to Georgia that now complain and apply for redress, and who, I am sure, will resist rather than submit, end quote. And continuing on, quote, Are there not some chosen thunders in, in the stores of heaven, armed with uncommon wrath to blast those men who by their cursed schemes of policy are dragging friends and brothers into the horrors of civil war and involving their country in ruin? Even yet the wounds may be healed and peace and love restored. But we are on the very edge of a precipice. I am, sir, your affectionate friend and humble servant, Charles Thompson, end quote. He's talking about the administration. That would be the king and the colonies. And he's making the case that it's not just Massachusetts, because Massachusetts is heavily targeted by the king. But it's not just Massachusetts. It's the whole of the colonies that are upset with the king and what he is doing, which is true, by the way. That's why we have the Continental Congress. But you'll see this theme very often. He talks about... The wounds being healed and peace and love restored. You will find that leading up to the war, the Founding Fathers hold this sentiment very much across most of, most of the Congress. They are hoping for peace. They keep trying for peace, peace, peace. But it doesn't work out. Whose fault is that? Again, how does this whole thing get kicked off? How does it go from bad to worse? You will find out. And you will know the answer to that question. And it's a little bit more complicated than just what happened on April 19th of 1775. There's a lot that happened leading up to that. But again, why, why, what is the purpose in knowing this information? Just for our own entertainment? No, of course not. History repeats itself, ladies and gentlemen. That is a warning. When some, when, when, when Whoever it was that coined that phrase was probably trying to warn somebody. History repeats itself. And those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. That is a curse, by the way. That's somebody from times past placing a curse upon every group of people that come after him. Those who do not understand history are doomed to repeat it. Do you want to repeat this history? I sure don't. So let's study it. Let's understand it so that that never happens. And this goes for everybody around the world. It's not just the people in the United States who have a lesson to be learned here. These principles, this wisdom, this history applies to everybody all around the world. And I will make the case for this in, in later episodes of this podcast. The rights and liberties that the Founding Fathers were fighting for are not just American rights. That is to say, people in the United States of America. They don't just belong to us. They belong to all people everywhere. We are all in this together. I don't care what part of the world you're in. The fight that the Founding Fathers were fighting had been fought before, to varying degrees. All over the world, people have fought for freedom in times past, and since. And to understand the Founding Fathers, in part, is to understand those people as well. So that's that. You know, that's what you're going to experience on this podcast. You're going to experience a lot of letters from the Founding Fathers, their words, their feelings, and, and just some really good history. This is fantastic history. And you're going to hear me get passionate about it at times. You're going to hear me practically yelling into this microphone at times, or stopping just short of yelling into this microphone about some of the things that go on around this time period, because I'm passionate about history, because it's real. This is not mythology. The Founding Fathers were real people. Oftentimes, the Founding Fathers are talked about like they are some mythological people in a mythological land that happened so long ago it might as well have never happened at all. I'm dead serious. I've been around for quite a long time. I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'm not also not in my 30s anymore, by the way, either. But I've been around for a pretty long time. 
And I'm telling you, that's how a lot of people talk about the Founding Fathers. May not be how you talk about it, that's how a lot of people do. But they're not mythology. These are real people. And they, they died in droves. This country was not handed to us on a silver platter. People went out into a field and got shot at by regular soldiers. And they died by the thousands. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the reality of it. What does that mean? How does that affect people's lives? So look forward to that. This is because, I mean, and, and it's hard not to get passionate about stuff like that. It's hard not to when you're a real uh, history enthusiast, as I know a lot of folks listening to this podcast will be history enthusiasts such as myself. But I hope we get a lot of people on this podcast who are not necessarily history enthusiasts, but just want to learn about maybe just this time period because it's so valuable. It's such good history. A lot of lessons to be learned inside of that. So now that we got all that stuff out of the way, like what is the podcast? What are you going to hear? What's the value to you? Because I want to make sure and provide value to you. Every podcast should provide value to you because your time is valuable. And even when you sit down for just 30 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour and listen to a podcast, that's your time. You could be doing something else with that. Even if you're in the car listening to this podcast, you could be listening to another podcast. I'm very well aware of that. My goal is to give you solid value for your investment. And again, I will be doing this work for you. All of the time it takes me to research these letters, all of the time it takes me to find the good ones, because there's a, there's, there's a lot of really boring letters, I will be honest with you, and I have to sift through all of it and distill it down to just the, what I feel are the most important letters, and then I deliver that to you, and it doesn't take any of your time to do that except to just listen to the result and take a journey with me, with the rest of us on this study group. But now that I got that out of the way, uh, anything else you might want to know about this podcast that I want to get out up front here? There's a couple of things. Uh, the podcast quality is going to be a little bit lower between episodes number three and episode roughly number 20. Because in that period of time, I was I am a brand new podcaster. I have never done this before. I have no budget to do this podcast, except for just what meager sum I was able to put together to do it. This is not my employment. This is not what I do for a living. I have a full-time job on top of doing this podcast, thank goodness. And plus, I have a multitude of other responsibilities on top of this podcast and my full-time job, thank goodness. I'm not complaining. I'm happy about that. But just so you know, this is, this is a very low-dollar podcast production because I'm not a celebrity podcaster. I'm not a million-dollar podcaster. And this podcast, at the present time anyway, as of the date that I'm recording this, which is late 2022, I do not make money on this podcast. This podcast just costs me money. I foot the bill for it. So it's a work in progress. But don't worry, the quality gets better over time, and it will still improve yet. It'll get better even more over time, I suspect, as well, as I, as I understand how to do it more and how I understand the, uh, the materials, the hardware, the software, and so on and so forth. But I thank you for bearing with me on that, especially on the first 20 or so podcast episodes. Thank you for bearing with me. Now, some folks might want to know, who is this guy behind the microphone? Because you want to know who you're getting this information from. Am I, am I a history teacher? Am I a historian? Who am I? I, I, I will tell you that I am, I am neither a history teacher nor a professional historian. I am an amateur history enthusiast, and I have been for a very long time. How long? Well, I can remember studying history in some regard on a very amateur level, going all the way back to the time that I was in single digits. That is to say, when I was under the age of 10. That's what I mean when I say when I was in single digits. That's how long I've been doing this. And I've been reading the Founding Fathers, their substantive works, for many years. So no, I am not a quote-unquote professional. I am an amateur of sorts, but uh, one who has been doing it for a very long time. What is my formal training? I, I did go to university. I do have a degree. It's an accounting degree. Yes, I know, accounting. Couldn't possibly be more boring, right? But good news, that accounting degree taught me how to do research. That accounting degree taught me how to think logically. That's the, the value that I got out of my university investment. Aside from that, 
you know, who am I? You're going to find it out in drips and drabs as we go on the podcast. I, 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 you know, you'll learn details about me as we go. That's kind of the fun of it. You get to know me as the podcasts go on. Uh, so if you want to know more details about the man behind the microphone, just stay tuned to the podcast and you'll find out more. And we're going to have some very serious podcast episodes about the Founding Fathers. We're going to have some very lighthearted episodes about the Founding Fathers and other things. Every once in a while, I like to take a break from the seriousness, because sometimes this podcast gets very serious. As I, as, I, as I like to say, this isn't the warm and fuzzy podcast. This is the, the real history podcast, and real history is sometimes very, very serious. And that's mainly, that's one of the primary reasons why I thank you for taking a journey with me and studying this history. Because oftentimes, people want something lighthearted, funny, entertaining. They want a kind of celebrity value to it. There's not going to be any celebrities on this podcast, as best as I can tell at the present time. I, I doubt seriously, if I continue to do this podcast even for five years, I doubt seriously there will ever be a celebrity presence on this podcast. So, because you're not getting any of that, you're not getting a super warm and fuzzy celebrity multi-million dollar production podcast, I thank you for taking this journey with me. But what you're going to get on this podcast that you're probably not going to get anywhere else is a lot of real history and a lot of really good context around it. I'm not just going to read the letters. I'm going to talk about it in great detail. I'm going to provide some of my opinions and just my general understanding of what the Founding Fathers were trying to say. And I'm going to try to combine it all together into, co into a coherent message from episode to episode as we go. So with all that said, I really do appreciate you folks listening to this introduction episode of the Letters from Our Founding Fathers podcast. I hope that you will join me and become a regular listener of this podcast. It is great to have you here. And I know because John Adams was so concerned, as I read at the beginning of this podcast episode, John Adams was so concerned about the history of the American founding being lost. I am very, very certain that the Founding Fathers would be happy that you are here as well. If for no other reason than you're giving your time and your energy to studying this material. So let us go on and carry this message forward from 250 years ago, the wisdom of the Founding Fathers, from their very real letters and correspondence, and enjoy every single bit of it as we go. I know I am going to enjoy studying this material with you. It's a great honor that I get to do this, to be a messenger for the Founding Fathers of sorts and bring their, bring their message into the 21st century. And it is a great honor that I get to do that with people not just within the United States of America, but also around the world. Thank you so very much for joining me. And with all of that said, this is Roman signing off. Thank you. Thank you.